Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 2007's Eastern Promises, directed by David Cronenberg and starring Viggo Mortensen. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Uh, I watched Above the Rim from, I think, 1996. Above the Rim. Yeah. You know, I've I've come to discover that, that Leon was a bigger part of my life than I'd originally <laughs> thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, in addition to Above the Rim and Cliffhanger, he was in HBO's Oz, which I've seen a few times all the way through. Oh, yeah. Uh, first season. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, he was in Madonna's Like a Prayer video. He played Jesus. And oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Nice. And I saw that, that I've seen that, that video a hundred times while I was eating SpaghettiOs and whatnot. Right, and yeah. so Leon has just been there for, for forever. He's been around everybody. Yeah. yeah. Leon. <laughs> <laughs> so, how, what do you think of the movie? Oh, Above the Rim is a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. Just it's, it's him and uh, Tupac is the bad guy and you really can't go wrong. And you get to look at, you know, really cool 90s fashion. Yeah. And um, boy, you know, if you're into uh, new era 5950 caps, which I am, uh, ladies and gentlemen, imagine this. The MLB logo on the back of the cap is red, white, and blue, even on a Yankee cap. They don't do it in team colors, and they don't oh. put the new era logo on the side of the hat. It's back to where it should be. Um, yeah, the Lovely. hats are beautiful. Lovely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> awesome, dude. <laughs> I watched Barbarian from last year, I think. You nice. told me about it a while ago. Yeah. Um, directed by Zach Krager, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, it was a horror film that came out last year with Bill Skarsgård and Georgina Campbell and Justin Long shows up about halfway through the movie. Um, it was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. Um, it's about two people that rent the same Airbnb at the same time and they decide to just both stay there and kind of trust each other. And um, the movie does a really good job kind of subverting your expectations with this. Like, what's, what's really the menace that's here? <laughs> um, and you find out... This house isn't everything you you think it is. Um, the, the there's like some kind of message in it too about maybe how men get away with things and yeah, stuff like that. Sure. Um, uh, I, I thought the ending kind of fell apart a little bit. It wasn't as good as the rest of the movie, yeah. but I still liked it. It's still still definitely worth a watch. Yes, and and the what what happens in that house I really didn't see coming because I went into it completely cold. Me too. And I just was like. As as it started to unfold, I was like, "Holy crap! This is oh oh my oh my god!" Yeah. You know, and and yeah, it was it was a very original story. The first half alone is amazing. Yes, it's unbelievably good. And then broken up by Justin Long starting, you know, singing uh, that that song oh, in his convertible, yeah, and it's just right. like. <laughs> and then what's he doing here? Oh, he's a shithead. I, I love how it all unfolds and it all comes together. Yeah, I, I love how the movie is structured that way. Right, it, it's really effective. It's a great movie. All right, Dave. So now let's talk about another great movie. Yes. Eastern Promises. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay. Um, so a midwife uh, discovers a uh, young woman is a, is admitted to the hospital in London where a midwife discovers that the, that the girl was a, a teenage uh, sex worker. Um, and the girl uh, dies in childbirth. And when the baby's delivered... The girl leaves behind a diary, which reveals that she was enslaved by the Russian mafia. And so uh, she has to now, you know, figure out a way to protect the child and also, you know, deal with uh, these uh, criminals. Yeah. So that's what we'll get into. Yeah. 
wrong place at the wrong time. 100%. Um, yes. And the movie opens up with quite a bang here. You get two quite crazy scenes here. Right. You get a, a slit throat at a barbershop. Always a classic move. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and then a pregnant woman walks into the hospital and starts giving birth, and there's blood, and then she's it's just kind of horrifying what's yeah. happening. Yeah, it um, is. That's the beginning of the movie. It really kicks it off. Right. Yeah, the, the cold open involves someone getting their throat cut and then someone dying in childbirth. It's really, you know, it, it's Cronenbergian for sure. Yeah, so I was about to say, <laughs> this is what you're in for. Right. <laughs> um, there's not as much um, of this extreme stuff throughout the rest of the movie. There is stuff. Yeah. But um, the way it kicks off, yeah, you're going to get a little bit more. Right. Um, so like you said... Um, Naomi watches this midwife at the hospital and she she's from like a Russian family. Right. And so she is kind of understands the culture a little bit. And her uncle, you know, is from I don't know where he's from. He's from Russia. Somewhere. Yeah, he's from. The, yeah. Um, yeah. But he speaks Russian. And so she's been around it. She understands it. And she can't read the language, though. Right. So she has this diary that was with the woman. And uh, she wants her uncle to translate it, and he doesn't want to. He says she should be buried with her secrets. We shouldn't be, you know, going through it. Right. It's kind of a smart move. It is. I mean, it's <laughs> as far as keeping your head down and staying out of trouble, yeah, that was the Give right to thing the to do. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. um, hopefully they could have figured out what, you know, is figured out later on. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, she, she, I guess because she feels responsibility for the child. And yeah. I mean... I'm I'm sure that in her time working as the midwife, she's probably come across like at least similar, you know, situations before. Maybe not something this desperate, but she she feels a special bond in this one, and and probably the diaries is what's causing that. Yeah, it might be, and um, she doesn't want the child to have to go into you know the foster care yeah. system because she knows it's just going to be an awful life. She she says she wants to get it sent back home to family. Yes. Um. And this this all stems from what we find out happened to her. She lost the child she was carrying previously. Right. And so this that's the driving force of why she's doing this. And we already mentioned, uh, you know, her uncle Stepan. Uh, oh man, played by uh, Yerzy Skolomowski. Yeah. Um, this guy, his racist bullshit. It always gets me. Yeah, every time. You know, mainly because I know that, like, <laughs> I still have probably plenty of relatives and coworkers who feel the same way he does. Mm-hmm. And he says to her, you mentioned her, her losing the baby. Yeah. That's, she, the father of her child was uh, an African-American man. And so that's why her baby died inside of her, because you shouldn't mix the races, Ooh, is what he says. Man. I mean, like, um... The, the, that you would say that to a loved one or to anyone yeah or think that way is is so outrageous and like man it just it just it really is uh like i'm glad it's included in the movie because it, it's it's reflecting what, what the reality of how people think but man yeah. it's it's hard to hard to stomach yeah i think all everybody in like both uh stepan and then the criminals uh Semyon and kirill uh as we as we come to meet they all grew up hard in Russia. I mean, they all come from the Soviet Union and that was a really t- tough and hard place to be. Yeah. Um, they probably were not loved as children and now they have retrograde um, shit kicking attitudes about women. Yeah. And like, I, I remember like kind of later in the film, 
when you have when you see Kirill and Semyon interacting with like the little girls in the family, yeah, it's it's so disturbing because they they look at these girls and they think that they're so innocent and angelic, which they are, but the, they look at them then the women they kidnapped, and they actually believe that these women don't deserve their kindness and protection the way. Uh, the little girls do. Right. It's it's truly sick and terrifying. It's disturbing how they have this kind of, uh, I don't know, a flip-flopped viewpoint on things. Right. Like, because this is their family, you know, that's fine. Yeah. The little girls are the nieces, granddaughters, everything. And these other girls who are just from a poor family somewhere deserve it. And they're whores. And they're whores. Right. And s- slaves give birth to slaves. Exactly. Stuff. They say things like this, yes. people. Like, yes. This is not me. I'm reciting quotes from these people. This is coming right from Kira. Yeah, right. It's, uh, it's pretty awful stuff. It is. And like, and never considering that, the, the, like the, the stuff that they hate these women for is, is stuff that they inflicted upon them. Yes. And they're only doing what you asked them to do, even though you promised them something else. Right. And, and what we're talking about, folks, is that they're human traffickers. Right. This family. Like, that's one of the crimes they do. They traffic these women. Yep. Sell them into the sex trade. And yes. It, it's awful. Right. So I guess we meet this family when Naomi Watts, her uncle won't read the diary for her. So she goes somewhere else and finds Semyon. She goes to the Trans-Siberian restaurant. Yeah. It looks nice. Yes. I want to eat there. I know. Sure. That, that's a hell of a place. If, if it wasn't doing all these dirty business things, <laughs> I'd definitely go exactly there. Exactly. If Semyon wasn't a total prick. Yeah. And this is in London. <laughs> the movie takes place in London. Um, so Semyon's like the patriarch of the family. You know, he's the head of the crime families. He owns the restaurant. His son is, how do you say it? Is it Kirill? Yeah. It's okay. um, Kirill. Kirill. And it's, that's um, Vincent Cassell's character. Right. And he gives a dynamite performance. <sighs> Everyone is fantastic in this I movie. I know, man. I know. Um, Semyon is played by Armin Müller-Stahl. Yes. Um, also awesome. He was great in Shine and um, a couple other in- independent movie. Um, I remember seeing Night on Earth from early yeah. 92. Fantastic. Yeah. So she goes to this family to try to get a translation, I guess. Yeah. How does she come about this? Because I don't remember. Cause she, she's like, when she's reading the diary, she's going through it. She finds the, the business card for the restaurant. That's right. And then she goes there yeah. and she asks Semyon, you know, she kind of just, you know, just, he doesn't know who he is. He, he's just a restaurant owner. Yeah. And he's being very friendly to her and he understands right away exactly what he's in for and what this is about, but he plays it so well. Oh yeah. And just presents this friendly man um incredibly subversive performance sure. here oh my god like, yeah yeah, yeah. You, you don't know that he knows <laughs> and you know like uh one 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 aspect that's in the film that really helps it along is uh there's narration that that comes from like reading of it's the girl who died tatiana yeah uh, her she's reading her thoughts you know her yeah, there's the a voiceover of yes. her her reading her diary entries. Right. Yeah. It's Tatiana Maslani doing the, the, the narration, and it fills in a lot of the gaps. And one of the things it does, like right after we meet Semyon, is you hear about her first encounter uh, with Semyon, mm-hmm. in which she was thrown down a flight of stairs, and Kirill started to beat her up and try to rape her. Yeah. And she fought back. That's when Semyon appeared and told Kirill, if you don't break a horse, you know, you'll never be able to ride it. So mm-hmm. um, this is after he's shown his like cuddly side to Naomi, to Naomi Watts. Yeah. We know that he is like, 
just the personification of evil. I mean, you know, there, there's nothing, there's no way. He's awful. Yeah, exactly. He's this two-faced, and I mean, this is how you see all these great, you know, crime bosses in movies. Yeah. And I'm sure in real life they're like this too. Um, it, it's, Semyon is definitely formidable. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, he's, yeah, he just, it's it's a terrifying portrayal and a terrifying idea of knowing that this guy exists. You know, all over the world. Yeah. So this is also where we see kind of get introduced to Vigo Mortensen's character, Nikolai. Yes. He's the driver of the family. Um, and he's kind of under Vincent Cassell's wing yes. in the movie. Like He reports to Vincent Cassell. He reports Cassell. to him, who's just this, like, brat kid who was raised with money and <laughs> thinks he owns the world because of his name. Right. You know, because of the stars he has tattooed yeah. on him. That's right. Stars I mean, were a birthright. Yeah. Yeah. They're birthmarks for him. Oh, um, wow. Which I guess is true. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean family. Yeah. But, he, he's, uh, th- he's legitimately a made guy but, in the Russian mafia. Yeah, he's this petulant child who you throughout the movie, you kind of feel more sympathy for him because of just how bullied he is by right. Semyon, his right. father. Yes. Um, and he doesn't fight him back ever. Or he's all he wants is his dad to approve of him, I think, and wants him to take over and be proud of him. Right. Uh, Kirill has a few ounces of humanity inside of him still. Yeah. Like there's something in there that like you, tells you that give me baby. Exactly. Oh, yes. Man. Yes. And and if he doesn't have that, that baby's dead. Yeah. You know. Right. Um. But yeah, like Vincent Cassell, his performance as Kirill, it, it kind of redefines the asshole son of a rich man for me. You know, yeah. um, just his his arrogance and his insecurity is limitless. I, oh, yeah. I, you know, um, he's jealous of Vigo. Oh, man. Like any any time, like even even before Semyon takes an interest in Nikolai. Yeah, he's still jealous of him because he I think he just looks at him and knows this guy's tougher than me. This guy's smarter than me. Yeah. Um, and he. And he's definitely on on the up, you know, and everybody responds differently to him and he doesn't have to show off like I do. Yeah. He uh, probably reminds him of his father. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's cool and collected. He's not reactionary, much like Kirill is. Even when Kirill tries to bully him, mm-hmm. you know, like Kirill tries to push him around and he, he sees that like, yeah, he's going to do what he says, but he also fights back in, in a real subtle way. Yeah. You know, he could just haul off and, and you know, shoot this guy, but he never does. He just kind of lets him know, look, I know I'm in charge here, you know, even though you're the one giving the orders. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, he's um, he's the driver, I guess. He's, that's yeah, not the most important well, position, I, is it? I mean, I, I, I think of it like as like when you're a driver, you're also a bodyguard. Well, yeah, you're about you're you're like probably his head guard. Yeah, you're, you're, you're always there. You're taking him everywhere. Exactly. He's also a cleanup guy, apparently. Yep. He, he, the guy who got his throat slit at the beginning, um, they shouldn't have done that. Carol <laughs> had this guy killed because right. he called him queer. Yes. Which I guess is the worst thing in the world. Apparently, yeah, of course I mean, it is. We've yeah. already talked yeah. about how these people think. Yes. Um. And so Semyon says they got to clean it up or something like that. And so Vigo and Vincent Cassell. Again, I'm flip flopping between characters and actors. Again, I'm sorry, folks. Just get used <laughs> to it. Right. They got to go take care of this body at is it um, Misa's Aziz Azim's uh, Azim's house. Yeah. Or his barber shop, I guess. Right. And so they go and. I mean, Nikolai knows what he's doing. He's like ready to clip the the fingertips off to get rid of the fingerprints. He's ready to pull teeth out. He 
he he knows exactly what to do with a body. He's done this before, and yes. he's he does it in a real professional way, and he does it to where he he can do it without getting sick. Yeah, um, he's so nonchalant about it, uh, and he's telling everyone else like you might want to leave, right? Because he knows you're not going to be able to handle this. Imagine imagine what it must feel like to clip someone's fingertip off with a pair of bolt cutters. Like, like you know, the the, the kind of thunk yeah, that like, would happen. I mean, like... It, when they do it in the movie, it makes that sound, that, yes. like, snip. Right. Ooh. I, I, it just... <laughs> it gives you the all-over shivers just thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And Nikolai can do it ten times and never blink. And he, his cigarette doesn't even fall out of his mouth. I mean, right. like, he, he's, he's so in control of everything. Uh... You know, and granted, it's like, <laughs> we, we know why he's this cool. Yes. Um, but that makes it even better, like, when, when, we, when we actually find out why. Um, and, boy, you know, Kirill ordering the death of this Chechen guy in yeah. Azim's place because he was spreading rumors that he was gay. Yeah. Um, Kirill is almost, to me, like the son of Saddam Hussein. Uh, he, he's, he's Uday Hussein. You know, he, he's he's like a guy with a I mean, he didn't have a diamond encrusted Maserati like Udai, but but he's he's almost that in that kind of position, you know, where he is just completely invulnerable to yeah. anything. The only the only person who can touch him is his dad. You yeah. know, the rest of the time, his dad wants to make sure that he's OK because yeah. it's his son. Yeah. And um, you, yeah. And you don't think that at one point either. Um, no. When, yeah. Uh, when uh, he's going to use. Nikolai as a decoy, um, you you don't think he loves his son, but he does apparently. Right. Oh, yeah. That whole thing was <laughs> yeah. because he knows his son is in danger. Yeah. And he needs to protect him. His asshole son, who is beyond reproach almost, except for that like you know five ounces of humanity that we talked about. <laughs> um, but but you know Semyon has no use for that humanity. He he wants Kirill to take over for him. Yeah. And he wants him to be the, you know, like uh, the boss of the family right. someday. And he knows that he can't because he doesn't have the smarts or the wits. He's he's Fredo. Man. Yeah, he is completely. Imagine if, yeah, Fredo, a violent Fredo. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, Fredo had bloodlust. Oh God, it's it's <laughs> it's it's, oh, it's this man. it's this guy. Yeah, I, I was about to say imagine that, but we don't have to because Carol's here. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Migo. Migo, Vigo, and Vigo. Yes, I was going to say Vigo is Michael from The Godfather, right? Uh, I, I mean, mean and it's, it's, a, it's Michael who yeah. uses his fists. Yes, you know, like a guy who's <laughs> as smart as Michael, but is as tough as Sonny. Oh man, and, and you've got Nikolai. That's I like that. <laughs> That's a good combination. Yeah, dude, exactly. That'll All get right. you far. All right. Um, <laughs> so the other thing that's happening here is. Um, uh, Naomi Watts's uncle does read the diary and finds out what it is, and is like, "We can't fuck with these people, right? Because they're going to kill us, right?" The, he he knows yeah. from having like just grown up in the Soviet Union and also having worked in some capacity for the KGB what the Russian mafia are yeah. about. Um, I mean, obviously Semyon is very wealthy. He's got international uh, contacts and and you know resources that that would you know not think twice about killing. Um, yeah. uh, Naomi Watts or her, or her family. Yeah. And Naomi, is her name Anna? Anna. Yeah. Anna. So she's just like, is kind of unaware that what she's gotten herself into until right. they, her uncle says something about this. Right. And at this point, Semyon has come to the hospital to confront like Anna about 
what's going on. He right. said like he remembered something or he read that his son was in the diary and he wants to handle this yeah. without going to the police. Yeah. And this is the first time she sees really how menacing this guy is. And she puts he, it together pretty quickly. He has that all these way. like mildly like veiled threats yes. with what he's saying to her. Yes. And she's in over her head now. Right. And, and even though she does put it together that this guy's dangerous. Yeah. She, she's totally, she doesn't know what to do and she doesn't, um, there's no one she can really turn to that she knows of. Yeah. That's one of my favorite scenes actually, when he shows up at the hospital unexpectedly because she's already kind of avoided telling him information because maybe she's just being careful and she doesn't know. But yeah, yeah, and she and she when when she said she was going to bring him the diary, she brought him photocopies, copies. of the diary. Yeah. And his reaction to it, you, you think he's going to like immediately kind of like, but he doesn't he doesn't have any reaction. At all. He, just, he just looks at it and goes, ah, um, he's so cool about it. Yeah. He, he's he asked, can you bring me the real the, the real copy? You know, uh, I, I just want to, you know, just so I can have it. And yeah, like, he says he can't he needs it like he can't read it very well. The copies. Yeah. Or something like yeah, that. that's what it is. Exactly. And yeah. he never never blinks. Um, But like. When he shows up at the hospital, even I think we're all kind of like Anna in that moment where, you know, yeah. this is out of place. Yeah. He, he's he, breaking this comfort barrier. Exactly. He's going past the boundaries. Here. He has no business yeah. being in this area of the hospital. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it's obvious right then. OK, this is who this guy is. Yeah. 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 And he wants the diary back. So he sends Nikolai to get it. And uh, they... They smartly meet him, the family, yeah. you know, in a, a public place. They go to McDonald's. Yep. I love how they go to McDonald's. Even Nikolai's like, oh, yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, cool. And Stepan orders food. Yes. You know, he, he, he orders a big spread, you know? He does, because why not? I'm hungry. <laughs> you're doing a, a handoff with the Russian exactly. mob. Exactly. I Big know. Mac. That should be the last thing on your mind. Eat the Big Mac afterward, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting right next to him and he's in his face like fuck you Ex- oh man he's yeah. in the kgb yeah he doesn't yeah. He, he is totally okay with like stepping to nikolai he's not afraid of him nope he's going off on him he spits in his face yeah and like the other character here is <laughs> is naomi watts's mother played by Sinead cusack uh-huh. and she is also trying to hold him back but but she's probably seen this before you know because they're like uh she must i think uh step is her brother-in-law yeah. Um, and they're just all living together. She's probably put up with this dude's bullshit for, for too long. And when she sees him like fully confronting a Russian gangster who uh-huh. looks like a Russian gangster, yep. there's no mistaking it. This guy does not look like this a guy civilian. looks like he will break you in two, which he will. Yeah. And, and he even looks at like after Stepan like walks away, it's one of my favorite Viggo Mortensen gestures when he puts like two fingers to his throat. I've never seen that gesture before. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like doing the like the thumb like yes. slit your throat thing. Right. But he basically puts his pointer and middle finger into his neck, almost like a like some kind of skewer for like a turkey or something. There it when is. You're carving a turkey. There it is. Exactly. Just, like, sticks it in his neck <laughs> and then like points at him. Oh man. Yes. It's a great shot. I mean, and it's and because Vigo is so like uh, wiry and kind of like sinewy in this movie, it's just his hands doing that with the tattoos and the and the brill cream in his hair yeah. it all works perfectly yeah his look is fantastic yes in this film. yes um, um apparently it was hyper realistic to the point where he like it, i he went off set one day to go to a restaurant he went in there looking like nikolai and uh-huh. it was in a russian community and people were scared of him 
I believe you know, it. Right. I mean, he went to Russia. I think he went to Moscow. I don't mm-hmm. know exactly, mm-hmm. but and he hung out with guys like yes, this. Yes, he did. Like in his research, up the mannerisms and the behaviors. And yep. Yeah, he said uh, it was actually kind of scary. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, because like, you know, like um, as mafia goes, I mean, it's all yeah, it's you, all the mafia. You know, you try messing with them at all, even if you're trying to. You know, hey, I'm trying to research how to do a movie role. Like, I need right. to, can I, like, see what you're, how you just carry yourself? And, like, not, you don't have to tell me about your activities, but just let me kind of watch how you walk and stuff. Like, even that could, like, put you in a bad position. Of course. You know, they, because they, they're, they don't know you. And, right. and they, and they know what you're going to do. And they're afraid of like, you know what you're going to portray. Yeah. It could end very badly for you. Yeah. Oh, you're going to put this in a movie. Right. No way. And you're not you're Russian. Gone. Yeah. You know, right. uh, sorry. Oh man. Right. Vigo. Yeah. Going method. Kind, <laughs> exactly. I guess kind of method. I don't know. Crazy I mean, dude. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Great actor. <laughs> um, so yeah. This is the part of the movie that I remember the first time I saw it, I wasn't expecting, you know, it's, it's the, cause the diary is a classic MacGuffin. Um, yeah. When they do the exchange, Vigo Morton, you know, like Nikolai takes the diary and there's supposed to be something in exchange. She, he was supposed to give, uh, Anna, uh, right. The information about the family yeah. for, uh, for the baby. Yeah. So that they could like, you know, bring the baby to the family, uh, back in Ukraine. And he, Tells him no. He says, I don't know what you're talking about. And he walks out with the diary. Oh, yeah. And that's when, you know, Stepan spits in his face and he does that awesome gesture. Um, and then you see him back at the Trans-Siberian reading the diary and understanding what's happening. Semyon walks in and they have uh, more of a talk. And mm-hmm. Semyon is starting to take a shine to uh, to Nikolai because yes. he sees he can, get things, he can get things done. And then Semyon takes the diary and burns it in front of everybody. Yeah. You know, like we see it happen. There's no mistaking it. The diary is gone halfway through the movie. It's completely gone. Right. And he then he tells uh, Nikolai that you can't trust a Russian with that kind of information. If you know what I mean. Right. Talking about the uncle. Right. So Vigo has to go take care of the uncle now. Yep. Um, and so. <sighs> he shows up, I guess, at. The hospital where Naomi Watts is working? I don't know where he shows up. Yeah. He brings her her motorcycle back. Which, yes. Which he had kind of fixed up for her, I guess. Right. There's a small kind of love story through line here, which is not even anything. They don't make a big deal out of it. No. They just, you can just tell they, they're they intrigued by each other a little There's a bit. mutual attraction. Yes. And it's, you know, and they both know it can never be. Right. And they don't make anything out of it. Right. Which is fine, which is great. Right. I don't, this movie doesn't need to be bogged down with that kind no of- No way saccharine bullshit <laughs> right um so he comes and gives her back that and then he, he gives her the address for the family of the baby right and stuff you know trying to win her trust i think mm-hmm. because then he's starting to ask about the uncle like does your uncle live with you and she picks it up right away like oh this is why he came here right he came here to go after stepan yep yeah yep and i i me personally, this is when I started to, um, this and another incident started to tell me, started to reveal to me who Nikolai was. Yeah. Um, earlier in the movie, uh, we talked about Kirill and Nikolai when, when Kirill tries to bully him a little bit, mm-hmm. it's when they're in this uh, brothel. Yeah. Um, he, Kirill essentially forces Nikolai to have sex with one of the women there. Yeah. And after he's done, 
um, Nikolai asks the woman about herself and asks her where she's from. What's what, what village did she, you know, like pretty much all of her personal information. And a few scenes later, Kirill and Nikolai walk into the trans Siberian and Kirill is pissing and moaning about how one of the women, uh, the one that he was, the one that Nikolai was with is gone now. Like the, the police just came and took our women. Yep. Um, that moment to me revealed uh, the secret about Nikolai. Yeah. Um, and I mean, everybody, if you're listening to Eastern Promises podcast, you already know what's <laughs> happening. Nikolai's an undercover police officer. Yes. Yeah. And um, I don't know how he got into this position or why he's here. Mm-hmm. I don't think they explain it. Right. But uh, he's there. Yeah. And he's trying to infiltrate this crime family. Yes. Which we find more out later and all this. Apparently, like, sending this body down the river with the fingertips clipped was, like, a, a signal to the cops. That was that was like, incredible. Yeah, pretty cool. I've never seen that anywhere else. Because, like, the, the detective... Because asks him, even, yeah. like, won't this wash up and the cops will find it? And he says, no, no, the, 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 the current will keep it down until it's out there. Yep. But he knows that's bullshit. The cops are going to find it because that's what he wants to happen. And there's this liaison for the police who, who is called in because it's a Russian gangster. They see the tattoos, and he's an expert on this, and he... He sees the message that Nikolai left him uh-huh. and like th- that's the, and, <laughs> and I, I love too about this undercover operation that we're not bogged down by like, nobody knows about Nikolai's mission. Like he's got oh, someone yeah, in no... the, you know, yeah, none of that bullshit. It's the same with the love story. Like it's not important. No, that's not what the movie's about. Exactly. And it, and it totally takes those things that we're sick of and just gets rid of them, you know? Yeah. Um, which is, and that's the mark of a great filmmaker, of course. Yeah. Um, not not doing traditional bullshit. Um, and hey, Cronenberg. Yes. Got Cronenberg. It in absolutely. One of the greatest one of the greatest to ever do it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and uh, I guess we can talk about now one of the most famous, probably the most famous scene in the movie, uh, which takes place in the bathhouse. Yeah. yeah. Let's set up what happens before we get to the actions. Yes. Of let's the do bathhouse. it. So um, because of this murder at the beginning the Chechens, they're the brothers of the guy who was murdered. They're coming and looking for Kirill. They want revenge right. for their brother who was killed. And so Semyon knows Kirill's going to be killed by these people because I think Azim says they came to him. They want Kirill, but I fear you more than I fear them. Oh, so that's I'm a telling great line. Semyon, yes. Yes. telling you about this because you're you're my boss, you know, and you, you're in charge. <laughs> so... He t- he's, he asks, do they know what he looks like? <laughs> and from this, it's just this little seed they put in your head. But um, because of all how all the ways Semyon loves Nikolai that we've been seeing, he wants to make him a made a made man. Right. Join the family. So he gets the rest of the, I guess, leaders in the crime. The other Dons, family. yeah. Yeah, the other Dons. And they make him a made man. They They put the star tattoos on his shoulder and now he's permanently in the family. Yes. Um, but the, the main reason he did this is because he wants to tell the Chechens that this is Kirill kill this guy. That's my son. Um, it's diabolical. And, and, yeah. And it's not revealed until we're in the bathhouse and see what happens. Right. Because Azim takes Nikolai there. Um, and then leaves and tells the Chechens. Yeah. Kirill's in there. He's wearing the towel. <laughs> and now we got the bathhouse scene and what a scene it is man i mean it's um look 
I have never fought naked in my life. Um, I, I it's been a lot. I probably haven't had enough fights since I was. I'm 10 afraid years old. walking around the house naked. <laughs> Exactly. I'm going to get caught on something or oh, trip, you know? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, and, and like the, 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 this is what, uh, Sylvester Stallone should have looked like after the events of cliffhanger <laughs> yes. is what happens to Viggo Mortensen in this scene. Right. You know, I mean, he is like sliced and stabbed and like throughout the whole thing, he's, he's not armed. I mean, these other guys have these linoleum knives. Um, and it is a visceral piece of cinema. I mean, j- just watching like, th- and they don't cover up Viggo Mortensen. They don't. They don't have him wearing modesty patches. It's not like you know. Oh, we keep cutting away when we're going to see you know such no, and such. Not no, blocking the shot in nope. weird ways. Exactly. It's there. It is a guy with no clothes on fighting for his life. Yes. Uh, and wow. How, how would you feel if two people came at you with blades? while you're completely nude right and you have to fight them off in this probably completely wet and slippery yeah tiled environment yep your your chances are bad it's an impossible task i mean like that that you would even that that you could even like let's say you don't even win the fight you just somehow like run are able to like get a couple shots in and then you run out of the place Mm -hmm. um you're still gonna have to like you know, deal with the cops at some point because nobody's going to believe that you like tripped and fell. Right. Um, you know, obviously some shit was going down. Then it's going to like, you know, now you're thinking about like all the other stuff in your life. Right. You know, it's not even survival is, is, but that's the first thing on your mind. But then what's, what's the fallout of this? Yeah. Right. Man. Um, like this is a great example. A lot of people talk about nudity and whether it's necessary or not. And yeah. It's excessive or what. This is truly justified nudity. Yes, agreed. it's integral to the tone of the scene. Yeah, it couldn't have been blocked this way. The action couldn't have been choreographed this way without this. The feelings you feel would be different. And it's a it's a perfect way to like you know uh, carry out Semyon's plan mm-hmm. is, is to yeah of course kill him in a bathhouse you know like what. what that, that that that's a perfect spot to do mm-hmm. it. And what do you do in a bathhouse? You sit there in a towel. And what happens when you're jostled in a towel? It falls off. <laughs> and yeah. when people are trying to stab you, you have to try and hit them and stab them while nude. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. This this is it's so expertly done. And Vigo Mortensen is like he's got amazing courage mm-hmm. as an actor to to put himself through this. I feel like. He's the one who told David Cronenberg, we've got to do it nude. Like, I'll yeah. do it. we okay. got to do it this right. way. Right. And and they did. Yeah, it, you're right. Because yeah. to have something like this, the actor has to be completely down for it. Yeah. Totally cooperative. I love that. They could see the vision together. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, amazing scene. I mean. And he, he, he uh, as you expect, he wins the day. Yes. You know. Yes. Uh, not without taking many slashes and stabs and gouges. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He gouges a guy's eye out with a knife. He grabs the knife by the blade. Oh my god! I and know. then sticks the tip into the guy's eyeball. And and that like he's ha- not holding the handle. Like that blade is slicing his fingers yes. as he gouges this eye out. And that happens even like Ooh. after you thought it was over. Like because he's kind of yeah. like stumbling through after having stabbed the other dude, and the other guy's down. And then like the guy has a little bit of life left, and yeah, to to end yep. his life. You got to stab the dude in the eye. Yep. With while holding the blade. Yes, it's, exactly. It's like, the one more guy technique. It, it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
Oh man, you just so like good. you're reeling from it when it happens, and then he ends up in the hospital, and that's when the reveal happens about his what he really is. Yeah, yeah. He he goes to the hospital, and Naomi Watts is there, you know, and she sees him. Yeah, and it was like, oh my god, the heck, right? What happened? He's Holy all sliced crap. up, exactly. <laughs> and then she also notices Kirill leaving the hospital, getting in the elevator, which mm-hmm. is strange. Why is he at the hospital? And she's. She's not dumb. Right. She knows what's going on. She right. immediately runs to where the baby was, and it's gone. So Kirill has taken the baby from the hospital. And is going to do something unthinkable. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, earlier they had disposed of that Chechen's body at this, uh, like, you know, port area. Yeah. And um, he, it, this is his sister. I was about to just say that. Think yeah. about it. This is his sister, right. man. Right. I can't even fathom ha- having to do this because your dad's making you. Right. Holy shit. And and so he's uh, in tears. Like I said earlier, he he he's like crying and mumbling and he says, "Forgive me, baby." Yep. And that when he stutters that line, it just breaks your heart. I know. And VC gives that performance, man. Uh, Vincent yeah, Cassell. Vincent Cassell. He he is it. he's a great actor. Yes, an he exceptional is. actor. Very good. Um, and, and we, I guess we even forgot to, we, we mentioned that the baby is his sister, but we, I guess we didn't mention the kind of the circumstances oh, yeah, specifically yeah. about it is, you know, Tatiana's baby was fathered by Semyon. Yeah. Right. And, uh, well, during her initial rape. Yeah. It, that's revealed during the reading of the diary right. throughout the movie. Right. And, uh, yeah. So because they were all three at the hospital, they know what's happening. Uh, Anna and Nikolai run after, they know what's going on. Yeah. And because... Nikolai's smart. He's thinking, you know, Kirill's going to go to where we dump that body. Yep. That's where he's probably going to go. Yep. So they get there and he's on the edge of the water about to do it. And Nikolai starts talking him down, you know, Hey, you know, saying things like we don't kill babies. We don't you kill know, babies. We don't yeah. kill babies. You're, you're my brother. Things like that. It's you're going to be okay. I right. love you. And your father's gone too your far. Your father's gone too far this time. And, <laughs> He's using that to his advantage because he knows what Kirill thinks of his yeah, dad. Of course. He knows what their relationship is. Right. And this whole this is all part kind of a big plan, not the baby getting killed and stuff, but like Vigo's undercoverness is <laughs> he's trying to become the head of this family. So yeah. he can actually do something. It's I don't, a pretty deep cover. They don't I mean, really <laughs> tell you what's the whole reasoning for it. But of course they want a head of this family yeah. is is working for the cops. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, that's something. Because I mean, like, if 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 an undercover police officer goes into the mafia mm-hmm. and not only becomes made, but then becomes the don, yeah, um, <laughs> that's it for the mafia, right? I mean, that's, right, yeah, you know, yeah. And I I, I love <laughs> that that it's another cool thing that like Cronenberg doesn't get bogged down with. Well, we've been told a million times that undercover cops can't actually commit crimes. Oh yeah, you know, uh, you can't do that stuff. You can't actually, you know. And we see Nikolai non. We see Nikolai cut up a body, and yeah. dispose of a of, of a murdered person. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, it's it's all part of his act, uh, but you know because he knows that the cops are going to find the body. But mm-hmm. I mean, like anyone could testify against him. No, this guy disposed of a murder. You know, right. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I like that they don't even bother with that because, like, honestly, if 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 an undercover cop is to be successful, it probably has to be more like Nikolai yeah. than what we've seen in exactly. other films. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> and he and he tells Kirill, you know, well, we're gonna 
we're gonna run the family together, you and me now. We've we've got this, you know. Did you sense um earlier, you know how Kirill is so afraid of being called gay? Yeah. Um, and he to the point of even murdering other people. And also he you know, when he made Nikolai uh have sex with the woman, yeah, he, he wanted to wanted Nikolai to prove that he wasn't gay. Yeah. Um is D- does Kirill have feelings for Nikolai in some way? There's a few moments in the movie where you might think that. I, I like yeah. when, this when they're viewing, embracing, mm-hmm. especially here. Yeah, like they're embra- his face. Their faces are real close, right? And the way he's looking at them, their foreheads are touching. I you think. can, yeah, you can feel like maybe there's something there that's and I, suppressed. Yeah, exactly, and I think Nikolai knows it and is sort of taking advantage of it in that moment. Yeah, like you know, I can talk this guy down and. About like, you know, we're going to run the family together and all that stuff. I mean, that sounds great to Kirill in that moment. Yeah. You know, that's that was the perfect thing to say. Yeah. You know, play, play on his ego and, and I love it. you know. I love the power plays in this movie. Like yeah. the, the balance of power stuff is so good, especially right. between Nikolai and Kirill. Um, and then when Semyon's like playing both of them like this. It's just all wonderfully done. I know. The, the power struggle is great in this movie. Right. <laughs> um. And and it ends like here they, that this is where the struggle for the power ends yes. because the cops are coming because they went and got DNA from Semyon. Yeah, for, I forget how it's they just, managed to do it. So they it's just a thing. Nikolai has the idea when he's recovering oh, at the yes. hospital. He tells the cop like the the Russian liaison. Yeah, look, um, Semyon raped this girl. Just go get his DNA. And, you know, then you'll be able to prove it and uh, cross match it with the babies. And, it, yeah, and it's it. Right. That's statutory rape. She was 14. Yeah. You know, and they just go and do it. They, they walk in. They've got a warrant. They take his blood and they've got. I'm Semyon. sure they're shaking him down every now and then. You sure. Because they know he's what's up with him. Yeah, of course. So I'm sure they're yeah. giving him some trouble trying right. to get any reason. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I, 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 that's another thing I love. I mean, they, they're not. They don't talk about like what a all the red tape we got to go through with the courts. No, they they obviously just called the right. magistrate and got the warrant and got the DNA. And again, when he gets pricked with the needle, he says he hopes he's not gay now. Like the, the move. I, I, I probably have the queer disease oh my now. God. Yeah. Yeah. What an asshole. So. um this is the climax of the movie, the baby at the river. Yes. And so like that's resolved. And then we see Naomi Watts, she and her family now are raising this baby, um, which is what she wanted yeah. the whole time, actually. Yeah. And, and she's got it. And she's... I think she named it Natalia or something like that. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember the name of the of the child, but I but I, she, she is does plan to tell her, of course, you know, all about her, her real mother. Right. And what happened. Right. And, you know, and geez, I... It, it's It's... If you have a little baby like this in a movie, it, it's just you have to make sure that everything is okay in the end. I mean, oh. like, because I mean, if if what happened to her mother, yeah. you know, like like there's just the consequences have to be something good, something we can grab onto humanity wise. Yeah, uh, because we've we've just been put through so much evil. I'm glad it ends this way. Me too. I mean, you know how I like my endings. But oh, of like, course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the, the ending's so good. Um, and then Vigo, I think is the closing shot. He's sitting yeah. there in the restaurant, I think. Yep. And saying he's the king now, basically. Yeah. So he's the head of yeah. this arm of the Russian mafia and he's an undercover police officer. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty wild. And like, is he actually a police officer though? Or yeah, he is, is he just some kind of undercover informant type no, thing? No, no, he is a, he is a, a, an officer Because he of the has law. all these tattoos. Were those... Was he truly in Russian prisons? 
or um, was that all set up? So I, I think that it probably, I think he probably did do a stint in prison for, okay. for the, for the cover story, you know, like, okay. um, yeah, so this it's like is some deep planting. Exactly. Definitely. <laughs> you know, which I think is just, is more is, is another great thing. A great aspect about the plot is that like, you know, I think that to to be a convincing undercover cop, you probably, I mean, yeah, do some time in prison, you yeah, know, no, yeah. nobody's going to suspect you then, yeah. uh, and get onion shaped domes tattooed on your back and, and get stars, you know? Yeah. N- now you're convincing. Oh man. <laughs> so that's the end of the movie. Right. Um, Dave, would you recommend this movie? Yes, I would. Uh, yeah. Eastern promises is a masterpiece and it's, you know, David Cronenberg at his best. Yeah. See Eastern promises. Yeah, I would agree. Definitely a recommend from me. I'm going to give it five stars. Me too. This yeah. is no, an amazing no film. It might be, man, I love a lot of Cronenberg movies, but when it's this like cerebral stuff he's doing, this might be his best. Yeah, it's it's weird with his career because he was known for, for his kind of visceral horror and um, always cerebral, like you said, yeah. but like late in his career, he's done stuff like this that is not horror, but it's it's just, and it's, there's grisly aspects of it, right? But it's so mature, and uh, yeah. like he's he's a different filmmaker. There's there's no chest vaginas and stuff. Exactly, and, yeah. See, we yeah. don't have to deal with like surrealistic, yeah. like body horror. It's, it's not it's, sci-fi. It's no. not horror. It's just a a drama. Yes. Uh, but yeah, fantastic. So that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast. Rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. It gets more dudes listening to the dudes. You can also go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you'll need right there. Yes, and we are on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just look for Dudes on Movies. And our podcast, uh, sorry, our email address is dudesonmovies.gmail.com. That's right. And Dave, we have a question of the week. What's that? Uh, the question of the week. What are the best movies about ordinary people trying to deal with organized crime? fantastic question thank you call the voicemail and let us know your answer 628-400-DUDE that's 628-400-3833 or email us or social media us do any of that stuff please and stay tuned next week when we do 1989's Roadhouse directed by Rowdy Harrington and starring Patrick Swayze so until next week I'm your dude Scott I'm your dude Dave and we'll see you next time we'll see you next time